This week's episode of Polygon's Quality Control Podcast is brought to you in part by Gamefly. Gamefly is the best way to buy and rent all of your favorite games. It puts video games where they belong, in the hands of the people who love them. With your monthly subscription to Gamefly, you can pick your favorite games from over 9,000 titles and have them mailed directly to your door. That way you don't have to waste money buying this year's new titles before you know if they're worth it to you. With Gamefly, you can have access to all the newest game releases and you can keep them for as long as you want. Now there's one monthly fee, but it gives you unlimited video game rentals of all of the most popular titles from Madden to Call of Duty. And it comes down to as little as 54 cents a day. Again, there's over 9,000 titles that you can choose from, including classic games. Keep those games as long as you want. No late fees or due dates whatsoever. My guest today from the Polygon Show and the History of Fun, it's Allegra Frank. My name is Charlie Hall, and you're listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Thank you for joining me today. Hey, Charlie. How's it going? Not too shabby. You are just fresh from one of my favorite cities in the world, Chicago, Illinois. How was your trip? I was great. I love Chicago so much, too. Honestly, I think it might be my favorite city in America. Oh, it's definitely mine. It's it's big, but it's walkable, and people are fairly friendly, I think. And golly, the food's good. Yeah. Oh, the food was so good. But you were there for the second Chicago-based Pokemon Go Fest. And Allegra, you had you had a disastrous visit to the Pokemon Go Fest last year, and there's there's been a lot of changes made this year, and I definitely want to get to that. But for folks that might not be familiar, what on earth is a Pokemon Go Fest? So Pokemon Go Fest is a really big, it is really big live event. Um, it kind of draws Pokemon Go players from around the world, and it's held this year was held in Lincoln Park in Chicago. Last year was held in Grant Park, so a large outside setting. And Niantic, the developer, releases exclusive Pokemon and has specific challenges to get people all playing together and trying to find sort of new exclusive rare uh, additions to their collections. It's basically an all-day event that encourages people to go outside and play the game pretty much the whole day and play together, which for a lot of people is kind of hard to do, especially if you're in a more rural area. And um, yeah, it's kind of just a fun way to get all these Pokemon fans together and give them some pretty nice incentives through new Pokemon you can't get anywhere else. Now, the the original Pokemon Go Fest in Chicago last year, it wasn't like the first Pokemon Go Fest. You, you had told me uh, prior to the show that there was like a smaller trial Pokemon Go Fest, but the Chicago one was definitely the the biggest one and kind of the first of a new breed of this kind of live a uh, augmented reality event. Um, and and for those who aren't familiar, Chicago's Grant Park is is just a big open space. You can fit a lot of people in there. I believe they do Blues Fest there. They do um, Lollapalooza there, I believe. And it's very centrally located, beautiful part of the city. But it's just like a big, big area, right? Lincoln Park is very different, much more walkable part of the city. Lots, a lot more parks and paths and things, I feel, through it. Um, but but what went wrong at last year's Pokemon Go Fest, Allegra? 
So kind of contrasting those parks actually really touches upon what <laughs> what caused last year to be, I think it's fair to say, a disaster. Uh, Niantic actually called it that themselves. But um, essentially, everyone was stuffed into this one large open space. And that means there were a lot of people in one area trying to use their data plans. There's no Wi-Fi really accessible that year. So everyone was just overwhelming phone carriers, servers, and the game servers. Um, I don't think that Niantic really was anticipating the amount of people who would be logging in all at once and what effect that would have on their own <laughs> machinery and you know Verizon and AT&T and all these other carriers that crashed. So essentially, people couldn't really play the game for most of the day, which is uh, sort of a bummer and against the point when the whole point of the event is to play the game. So pretty much people would just sort of be bumming around, getting very upset that they couldn't actually play the game that they had paid money for. And I met a lot of people last year who flew in from all over the world, Germany, um, Japan, uh, you know, all every state in America. So a lot of people had spent a lot of money trying to come to this event in the hopes of getting a legendary Pokemon that had been teased and meeting other fans. And that part happened. They got to meet other people, but they bonded over how upset they were that they couldn't do anything else. So eventually Niantic offered mass refunds to everyone. They gave everyone the legendary Pokemon that they offered and they... Uh, they uh, had to give a big mea culpa. But this year it was in Lincoln Park. And as you said, it's a much more spread out area. So the whole theme this year was taking a walk through the park, which had everyone in different areas. So no one was really glommed together, which helped let us actually play, which was fun. And we actually <laughs> got to do the thing we were supposed to. Well, it should be added also that, that Niantic... Uh lost a class action lawsuit and everyone that attended that first Pokemon Go Fest was able to submit through the courts for all their travel expenses, all of their incidental expenses, all their hotel expenses. And Niantic, the, the court ordered them to pay those people back for that. It was a huge financial loss for them. I'm so glad that it that it technically worked better this year. But like when you arrived at Lincoln Park, like what was that experience like? How are you directed and, and instructed to go and do what, what you need to do? Because the app is pretty bare bones, right? When you open up the Pokemon Go app on your mobile device, it's just like, okay, there's some Pokemon over there, or there aren't. And you can see into the distance. But like, how is the experience different there in Lincoln Park? So the cool thing was, um, the point was both to be in Lincoln Park, but also just to be outside. So there was actually a lot of stuff going on in Chicago itself. And during my extremely long walk to Lincoln Park, I think we got really lost. But also it's definitely less it's definitely less centralized than Grant Park. So it took us a while to get there. But we were still able to catch a lot of Pokemon and that felt special. But once you get to Lincoln Park itself, um, there's some signs to show like this is where you should go this is your entrance they had people starting on different parts of the park north or south so we went in on the north side and you see some people you see will call ticketers you see um some life-size pokestops but when you What's go into the life -size game pokestop what are you yeah, talking about it was pretty cool uh they would just have giant pokestops they, I don't know that they were actual Pokestops in the game, but they just were like, here's a Pokestop. This is cute. For like a little photo op thing. That's neat. Yeah. But in the game itself, you would go on and you would just see 
nothing. Like, as you said, there were no Pokemon. There were just a couple special-looking Pokestops in the game that had these signs above them that said Pokemon Go Fest. So every person who had a wristband had a QR code. And when you went on one of those Pokestops, it would say, hey, welcome to Pokemon Go Fest. Scan your QR code. And at that point, everything would pop up. You would finally see on the map all of these Pokemon. It would also unlock a new quest, which is a feature if you haven't played since last year or when the game launched. It's a relatively new feature where you have these designated tasks that if you complete them, you get rewards. So the Pokemon Go Fest had its own special quest and that was only accessible through scanning your wristband um, and playing the game within the park. So everything basically was activated if you had that unique QR code and were inside of Lincoln Park. You couldn't really do anything inside of the park if you didn't have that. You could definitely still go in. We ran into a bunch of people who were trying to just have their day and run around the Lincoln Park path. But if you wanted to catch any Pokemon, you would not be able to. Oh, so it was, it, the park was just, it was open to the folks that live in the city and normally, you know, hang out with their dogs and ride their bike and go jogging. And Pokemon Go Fest was kind of on top of it. Yeah, exactly. So we huh. saw we saw a lot of dogs, which is cool. And we saw a lot of um, older folks who looked very confused and were kind of upset that there were all these happy Pokemon wearing, Pokemon shirt wearing friends. But yeah, it was still open. They did not shut it off or anything, close it off. That's really nice because, again, Lincoln Park is a, is a big part of the city. It's it's long. It runs all along the lake shore there. And there's the Lincoln Park Zoo right in the middle of it. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's kind of a, a thin strip of land out there towards the edge of the lake. But again, a beautiful part of Chicago. What did you think of the environments? Did it, did it use the space well, I guess? I think it did. So as I said, the theme was a walk th- through the park. And it very literally was that. They had a designated trail. It was like a two-mile long pathway. And it was lined by Pokestops, so you were sort of directed. They also gave everyone a map at the beginning when you got your wristband. And the map told you exactly where to go in order to hit these special locations that were designated by different Pokemon types. So there was the fire location, the grass location, and they would have actual... A smoking volcano that was pretty small, probably your height. And not that you're small, but for a big <laughs> volcano it was. And there, <laughs> there was a glacial area that had fake snow. And you would visit those different places to participate in giveaways or to find Pokemon that were, you know, the same type as that area. So essentially you wanted to follow the path to hit each of those habitats they were called up. And then you could come back down. You could just kind of go back and forth as you liked. And different Pokemon were more likely to be found in either those areas or at the entrances. So everyone was just sort of walking on the path by themselves or with groups. Because the main difference, I think, from last year, other than the fact that it worked (laughs) and people were playing, was it was sort of more of a solo event. Even if you were playing in groups, because those quests were individual, everyone has to play it in their own game and you can't get any help from other people. It's really about you completing those tasks yourself. Everyone was just playing on their own. I was with a friend and she finished the quest way ahead of me. And then she was like, well, I don't really want to wait for you to finish this, but I guess I have to follow you now as you find those Pokemon you're supposed to find. Because, you know, it was it was just my own 
adventure versus hers. We just happened to be walking together. So it definitely felt a little bit more individualized, which if you're someone who's into Pokemon Go for the community aspect might have been a bit disappointing. But as I I wrote earlier, like walks are often solitary, but parks aren't. Um, There's a lot of people in there. So you were never really by yourself. Allegra, I want to talk more about the Pokemon Go Fast event as well as the app. But first, a quick message from our sponsor. Hiring is challenging, but there's actually one place where you can go where hiring is made simple, fast, and smart. A place where growing businesses connect with qualified candidates. And that place is ZipRecruiter.com slash control. ZipRecruiter sends your job out to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. They've got a powerful matching technology built in that's used to scan thousands of resumes in order to find the people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. It's so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. With results like that, it's no wonder that ZipRecruiter is the highest rated hiring site in America. Right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at our exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash control. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash C-O-N-T-R-O-L. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Cool. Now, of course, there's been a, a lot of changes to the game itself, but I, I guess like a, a party system isn't one of them. You weren't able to like party up with your friend who was there and then go on the quest with her, but... For, for folks who might have stepped away from Pokemon Go, as I did for <laughs> a year or more, what's new in Pokemon Go? There's a lot of changes. There's one specific feature that encourages people to actually play together. They didn't use that this year. I think they really were sort of trying to dissuade people from all gathering in one spot <laughs> in the hopes that they wouldn't overwhelm the servers. But... Uh, There's a feature called raiding, which happens at gyms. So in the actual Pokemon games, the mainline ones, the point is to hit up all these different gyms and collect badges. There's gyms everywhere. Every almost every Pokestop has a gym attached. So people can go play together to fight rare or legendary or just strong Pokemon. So that's a part that really encourages people to party up. At Pokemon Go Fest, they didn't make use of that, as I said. But the cool thing is that now you can have friends, which reminds me I still need to send you a friend request. Um, I'm waiting for my gift, Allegra. I'm waiting for my my present of Poke gear. I'm so sorry. (laughs) So you can have friends and you can, as you said, send them gifts. Or if you're local, so if you're sitting near that person, you can trade Pokemon with them. And that's a pretty big new feature. A lot of people like that because it helps fill out their collections. Oh, that's really awesome. My daughter's going to be very excited about that. We caught two Pikachu just the other day. Uh, I believe it was a week and a half ago. We were out taking a little picnic and it was sunny. So the Pikachu had a little hat on, little sunglasses. It was fun. Yeah, there's all these really cute costumed Pikachu that sort of go along with the season or a holiday. And they're very, very cute. So I'm glad for you. (laughs) Well, it's a big, it sounds like it was a big change from last year. I actually remember flipping on the Twitch stream last year uh, to watch Pokemon Go Fast with my daughter, who was home from school at the time, because, you know, summer. And it was just, it was people on stage trying to comfort and or cool down the crowd. uh, And then they would just loop the same three-minute commercial. 
that was the Twitch stream last year. So it definitely sounds like a big improvement. Of course, this isn't the only Pokemon Go Fest. There have been there have been a bunch of them around the world, and they kind of run on different circuits, you were telling me? Right. So actually, I think a month ago or a couple of weeks ago, there were supposed to be two other Pokemon Go Fest-style events. Not as big, uh, much, much smaller, but still outdoors and generally with some big Pokemon incentive. Uh, both in Dortmund, Germany, and Yokohama, Japan. There was some bad weather in Japan, so they ended up delaying Yokohama. I believe that's happening in August now. Mm. But Dortmund happened just a few weeks ahead of Pokemon Go Fest in Chicago. Apparently that went pretty well. People got some cool regional exclusive Pokemon that they weren't able to find before, and there was some other quest that happened that got people to come out and play and unlock some cool stuff. So those typically have gone well. I think it's definitely because I, they're smaller. They're just smaller. There aren't as many people playing at once. So when they had similar things last year, it's usually, yeah, in like Germany, uh, Eastern Europe. I know Czech Republic had one. I think France has something like that. They didn't have any problems. You know, people were able to play the whole day. And last year as well, they had, I think in Yokohama, again, a more of a Pokemon Go Fest style thing. It was larger and it actually took place over a couple days. And there were a lot of Pikachu there. It was, I think it was called the Pikachu Outbreak, but it was also the first place you could get a Mewtwo. So every event sort of has its own surprise end goal, which is fun for people around the world. So what was the end goal this time, and, and how did you make out in Chicago? The quest was to get a mythical Pokemon. It was one that had been recently teased, so everyone kind of assumed what it would be, even though they didn't tell you until you got it. It was the Pokemon Celebi, which debuted in the second generation of games, uh, Johto region. It's this really cute kind of guardian of the forest is what it's called. It's like a little green fairy kind of thing. So if you beat the three different steps of this quest, you would automatically launch into a battle against Celebi. And you couldn't lose. You just had to keep throwing the balls, but it keeps moving around, so it's hard. And it took me a really, really long time because my phone, if you've seen it, you have seen it, Charlie, so you probably remember. It's really <laughs> smashed up. So <laughs> my screen is not great for Pokemon going, but it, after um, probably 20 minutes of often fruitless <laughs> swiping, I was able to catch it. So hopefully everyone came out of there having finished the quest to get Celebi because Celebi hasn't been released outside of the Pokemon Go Fest confines quite yet. Well, I'm so glad that it went better. I'm so glad you had a good trip and good weather. There was there was concern that we'd get some thunderstorms or, or rain on you guys out there in the city, but it looks like it, it passed over you, and I'm so glad you had a good time. Yeah, actually, on Saturday, it rained. <laughs> it did rain for, like, a good three hours. Ugh. It wasn't thunderstorms or lightning or anything, but I there's a picture of me somewhere where I'm wearing a poncho that covers both me and my backpack, so I just look very weird because uh, I didn't want to get my computer wet. And it was uh, kind of muddy after that. But uh, thankfully, it wasn't too, too bad. No one got super soaked. And they had tents and stuff, so you could take cover. But other than that, it was mostly good weather. I wasn't, you know, dissuaded from being outside. We walked a lot, which is fun and not a thing I always feel like doing. But uh, yeah, it was great. And it was really fun to be in Chicago doing all of that. Well, that's awesome. Well, well, make sure to friend me up, and uh, I'll link to your article, with, which just went live on Polygon.com. I'll link to that article here in the show notes, so you can read even more about Allegra's trip to Pokemon Go Fast. Thank you so much for stopping by the show today. 
Thanks, Charlie. And thanks to you at home for listening. We've got a lot more on Polygon.com, including a celebration of the Dark Knight. And it's going on all week long. Can you believe it's been 10 years since the Dark Knight, Allegra? That's insane to me. I remember seeing that movie, and I don't want to scare you, but I think I was... In ninth grade, maybe? That sounds about right. You keep you keep me young, Allegra. I appreciate it. <laughs> I try. <laughs> Until we've got another game to talk about. This is Charlie Hall for Allegra Frank. Thanks to you for listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Media Podcast Network.